0: Miss me with that bullshit, you're not around. Remember you you know what, we'll scratch that, me, me with that bullshit, you're not a human being, You're a tourist, what up, what up, what up, it is your boy LJ Davis, the comedian church in the building, of course, we are gonna start uh, with Donald Trump uh, this morning, it is March the first, first day of my podcast I'm gonna blow up, I'm gonna be a star so I'm gonna tell you right now, man, go and get your autograph right now, send me a blank piece of paper I'm gonna send it back to you with my autograph I'm gonna use crayon though, cause I got two daughters and um, they do a lot of school projects anyway, uh, i put king is dead uh you know and we're gonna talk about uh donald trump of course um listen we're really not gonna talk about donald trump but i am currently okay uh in rehab uh I'm, my doctor is working with my body trying to get my body right he had surgery on something and, you know trying to get back together we'll talk about that more in the future but today i want to talk about a conversation that we had uh, um and it's and we i do mean uh me <laughs> and my doctor uh, before I get to that, let me tell you a little bit about it myself. I am 30 years young, 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 young. It is more. So my podcast will be based on a variety of different things. It will cover a variety of different subjects. Why? Because my mind is telling me no. I don't know, but anyway, because my mind, uh, you know, just like all of our minds, you have kids. But you don't only care about kids. You have a job. But you don't only care about your job. You like sports, but you don't only care about sports. You might like video games, but you don't only care about video games. You might like weed. You don't only care about weed. You might like to go to the club, but you don't only like to go to the club. You might like to shop in the mall. You don't only like to shop in the mall. You might like to go to church, but you don't only like to go to church. So, my podcast will be a little bit about everything that I deal with personally in my life I hope hope uh, that this will shed some light on single fathers. Yes, I am a single daddy. And yes, I said I got two girls. I got two girls. Uh, one of them is nine currently. The other is 12. So I got a preteen. And then I got one... Who is coming uh or uh, getting into everything you understand what i'm saying got a preteen one that's getting into everything but they are my daughters i wouldn't trade them love to be their father you hear me they are my daughters love to be their father um but i am a single black father of course and i'm proud to be black uh miss me with that bullshit if you talk about anything other than being proud of your blackness then i really don't want to hear you i'm rosa i'm not gonna allow you uh uh any shine on this show be the last time your name was mentioned no probably not uh anyway listen i'm talking to my doctor in a doctor's office and it's so fascinating when you talk to to uh people of the caucasian descent about things like politics or race or the country anything like that and um because these people will sometimes uh open up and allow you to see the innermost um of their feelings and their thoughts and their ideas. And when that opportunity presents itself to little old uh church, um, I, you know, I just say, look, um, you know, go and give it to me. I don't try to be, you know, real pro pro black in that moment. Ain't because I'm hiding it or because I'm scared uh to be identified as somebody who is pro black. It is simply me, that is simply who I am, so I don't need to prove shit to nobody. Now you will understand during this course of this podcast there will be a few lines of curse words. Um uh, my viewpoint on curse words is different. I, I am a believer, uh, but my curse words are different. My my viewpoint on that. But anyway, listen. So uh we're we're in the doctor's office and, and immediately when he comes in, uh somehow or another, um I can't remember what happened or what I said. He goes to Africa a lot to go hunting and things like that, and I may have mentioned Africa um, I may have said Dave Chappelle said you go to Africa to clear your mind or something like that and that and we were just joking and then all of a sudden it got real political and real um real um, you know, um, redneckish, if for lack of a better term. Um, good guy, uh or oh, you know, what I have seen uh to be a good guy in every other aspect besides being a tad be racist you understand what i'm saying now this is my doctor and i know what you might be saying well uh, uh look brother why are you letting your doctor operate on you or you know fix you or try to get you back to health if he racist well because i believe that there are racism who care uh racist or uh, people who are prejudiced i should say because i think we use racist in 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 probably the wrong context sometimes but people who have may have prejudices or may have you know um yeah, prejudices against one uh, people, uh, mainly black. I think we forget that some of these professionals care more about their profession than they do about their prejudice. So if it comes down to making a decision between, um, you know, helping me, a little old guy, get his uh, get his rehab going in the right direction and making sure that he recovers to the best uh, ability and best version of myself possibly. I believe he pushed that. I believe that trumps uh, any prejudices or any desire he has to see me fail or to see me not. well or to see me suffer in anything like that which i don't think he wants to see me suffer this is the complex that white people talk about when they talk about them not being racist the complex is they're not racist because they don't have slaves and that's what they they view they're not racist because they 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 have not called um Somebody a nigger, or in some cases, they've called somebody a nigger and just haven't oppressed, uh, somebody from getting a job or oppressed somebody from elevating in the company or oppressed somebody from getting a loan or oppressed somebody from education or oppressed somebody from knowledge or oppressed somebody from, you know, something else or, or gave somebody, um, you know, the, the wonderful gift that white America has given us, uh, that they think, which is, per, uh, police, uh, police enforcement and protection also known as police brutality um that's my take on it uh anyway but um so we would we will begin talking and the first thing he says he says you know obama he gets on my nerve or something like that to that effect because he he claims to be an exceptionalist but but on the other hand he he says that uganda is a great co- country that's just not that's just not um that's not you know, a good thing. I said, well, doc, what do you mean by that? You know, I, I'm one to always ask uh, for knowledge. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm only you know, 30 years old. Hell, I was 29 until a month ago, but hello I'm only 30 years old. I just turned 30. You know what I'm saying? I'm really 29. I just turned 30. You understand what I'm saying? So, I don't know a lot. So, I asked the doctor. I said, doctor, elaborate on your viewpoint, please, because you're bringing up Obama and it's 2018. The nigga ain't been president in a year. Now, I'm going to stop calling Obama that. You understand what I'm saying? That's the last time I'm going to do it. I let my thug." sometime it came out look you take a nigga out the hood can't take a hood out the nigga okay anyway no disrespect to obama or anything like that all right it'll be last time i use that because i know how people is. i see what y'all be doing to these other people who are famous i ain't famous yet ain't got no kind of fam- well a little bit anyway um listen and so he begin to elaborate on what exception uh, an exception an exceptionalist is uh an exceptionalist is one who believes that their country is exceptional, and I looked at him because he stopped. Uh, he put a period on. Him. That was the end of his sentence, and I said, uh, uh, "Brother, uh, Doctor, Sir, uh, White man, uh, hunt ine- elephants in Africa uh, on the weekends. Um, what is the problem with being an exceptionalist, believing that your country is exceptional, and also believing a country like one from Africa is also?" exceptional what's the problem with that um and he proceeded he, he went in to, to tell uh well you know i bet there's a lot of people in africa who want um the things that america has and i asked him i said you've been over there i mean there are certain parts of africa um that have the things that america has well they're not and he says yes and and there's people in other parts of africa that want to move down to that part I said, africa is a very well listen Africa, let me talk to my, my viewers. You understand what I'm saying? He's gotten enough shine, uh, for the week. Um, Africa is a very diverse place. It's like America. There are parts, uh, in America that are very rural and, and have very little technology and have very little access to big grocery store chains or big, um shopping chains, uh, or boutiques, um uh, like Walmart, uh, J.C. Penney's, uh, Macy's, I almost said Foley. Lord, Hammer. who were in Foley though? Foley was the mother sucking store. You hear me? My mama shocked and fo- Foley. Was better when it was Foley's than it was Macy's. When Macy's came and bought Foley's from the south, and I, I was like, man, look, I'm not, I'm not feeling Macy's no more. I still go in there every once in a time, but that's another story. Anyway, um, but there are still parts in America who that are very rural, and there are parts like New York City. Um, that have no rule, you know, sense to them. And so to, to label a, an entire continent simply because they have places that are rural and places that are rich in and things that, that grow from the earth, um, not to mention that Africa got gold growing in it and diamonds grow in the ground. The, the, the pressure and the chemicals of this earth in Africa form so much that it is the richest land for gold and diamonds. You know what I'm saying? They call it blood diamonds. Y'all remember the movie that came out? Anyway, listen. And I and I said to him, um, you know, so I I, I bet people don't want to move to Africa from rural America just cuz they who, you know what I mean? So to say that people in Africa want to move to America just cuz we got buildings and technology. I tell technology go all over, over the world here. It's probably some people in America who would love to live in Africa. Hence Dave Chappelle. And you can say what you want to say, but that man was rich and he was a black rich man, and but rich nonetheless. And sometimes when you cross over into that other money, um, you know, the focus being, stops being on you per se as far as oppressing. There's very little oppressing, uh, that they can do to Dave Chappelle. Remember that he left Comedy Central not because they wanted to, um, stop him, but he left Comedy Central, uh, for you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm, you know, just trying to give you a summary of what he said in in various interviews. But because, you know, they wanted him to do some stuff he won he wasn't comfortable with doing and wanted to take the, uh, the show in the direction that he wanted doing. They didn't really want to oppress him per se. Uh, they just wanted to take the show further, and you know, or uh, not further, but you know, do some things that he was not comfortable with doing, and whatever those things might be. I mean, this interview say, you know, at one point during the taping of Blue Street, which is a great movie, uh, Martin was on there talking about, "Look, if I leave a piece of box with you, like leaving candy around me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a." I'm a... Chomp it up, great movie. But in that movie, they uh said to Dave Chappelle, Hey Dave, man, why don't you wear a dress in this here movie? And they said, Hell uh, to the now. I say, Hell to hit him with that Bishop Bullwinker. Hell now to the now, now, now. Say, Hell to the now, Hell now to the now, now, now. They wear a dress, Hell now to the now, now, now. Say, Hell to the now. And that's basically what Dave Chappelle told the producers or the scriptwriters or whoever came to his dressing room and said, hey, man, we want you to wear a dress because it's funny. We think you're funny without it. But uh, now that we're shooting, we think that we could add a little flair to this position uh, this point in the movie uh, and climax it with this plot of you having a dress on or have you called it this uh, costume costume of of having uh, this costume on, and he said, "Nah, man, I think I'm funny enough to, to do it without a dress. And he said they, they, they was in there for a while trying to convince him, and he wouldn't do it. They walked out of the dressing room, and he thought, you know, he didn't know what was going to happen. He was just like, I'm not doing it. You know, of course... Here he is in the middle of shooting this movie. Nobody has seen it so thus far. So you think about it. They could easily replace Dave Chappelle at that point and nobody would ever knew. I mean, few people would know, but it wouldn't make a big deal. I mean, what's set in stone is set in stone. I mean, it's like, you know, there are probably a lot of great basketball players better than Michael Jordan. But nobody knows who they are. You know what I'm saying? So what's seen is only what's seen. So they could have replaced them they didn't they came back five minutes later with the new script according to him five or ten minutes later whatever it was it was minutes uh they came back um later um with a new script and very quickly and he's like well wait a minute how the hell you know y'all came in here and asked me so y'all already had this damn script you know ready or or however the case was I, i can't remember the exact story but that was the gist of it um and so in relation to that in in this um this topic here, he was talking down on Africa, but yet he goes to Africa to hunt. So you and I and I asked him, I said, "Hey man, uh and he was talking bad about, you know, uh Obama's uh, you know, uh religion, saying that Obama's a Muslim. We all know that uh, anyway, listen. He, he went back to this whole thing and remember we're in 2018 we're, we're, we're eight uh obama served eight eight years two terms right we're a year removed from that uh trump has been president a whole year and we're still talking about the birth rights and all of that from um from obama which is fascinating because the only thing that trump has really done is this tax bill for the really really one percent of the world or you know, really, really rich and and which is also one percent of the world, these corporations. And the other things that he's been known for doing up until this point in two thousand eighteen is February is simply undoing those things which Obama is doing. And so not only do you have the President of the United States of America talking like that, but you also have that which is probably one of his followers or voters. I I haven't asked the guy because it really doesn't concern me because what concerns me more than his voting power is his ideals and the way that his mind thinks. Because if I find out how his mind thinks, then I can find out how to play the game. And if I can find out how to play the game, then I can find out how to flip the game and win the game. You ever been playing Madden or 2K with somebody or basketball or anything. And at one point, they're Better than you but sooner or later you find yourself becoming better than them whether it be in your job whether it be in school whether it be on a project whether it be at a lecture or at a speech or, or whatever it is you find yourself being better than the person who taught you or being better than the person that you gained the knowledge from or being better than the person that's sitting next to you well that's what i'm trying to do so i get my information and i keep it trucking, uh like real niggas do you understand what i'm saying so i found it fascinating That here he was talking like this about the country and about Africa and about what uh, 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 um, Obama was not being, which is exceptionalist. Uh, He said Obama had a warped view of what uh, an exceptionalist was, meaning uh, that Obama did not know that an exceptionalist cannot be um, for a bunch of countries being exceptional. You know, just your country has to be exceptional. And that's it. You know, that's that mindset that Hitler had. That's that mindset um, that those who who uh, basically could find the founding fathers of this country, America, um, had, and, and that's why the founding fathers left. They left to seek freedom. They left to seek to seek what was in. The only thing is, somebody ran into a country before, told Christopher Lummis, hey, come on over. Christopher Lummis came over because he didn't really discover it. You know that, right? Anyway, um, and so uh, Christopher Lummis came over to find freedom. Well in that same sense here it is this man who's in a free country as he likes to say um so often and uh it's been ran by this great uh leader in in, in our president now in 2018 and he talks so disparagingly and badly uh, and and just in a in a uh, very warped uh and false i might add view of obama and his term and i said hey man how does it make you feel when you go to africa i've never been want to go and and i do plan to go um as well um and he said it's relaxing I, what the hell in my mind i'm saying what the hell in my heart and my spirit and all of that is blackness that is for um for equality i said to myself well you you feel relaxed when you go to a country that you says is 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 riddled with povish povish uh poverty jesus christ i can't talk um poverty and and you know the leaders are corrupt and and um you know muslim is it uh muslim um you know runs it and and, and all, all of this these different things he had to say about not only africa but just um other countries uh you know of course muslim countries were, were in that as well but all these different things and i thought man it, it makes you feel peaceful bruh But you, you talking major noise, bruh, bruh. You talking major shit, talking mushroom. Bruh, bruh, you talking major, major noise. You understand what I'm saying? You sound like a bullhorn, the amount of noise that you talking about this country, which is known as the motherland, which, um, they still ain't figured out how Egypt got them pyramids up there. It's a diamond up underground. You understand what I'm saying? It's a diamond. You understand what I'm saying? way. uh... But you talk down on this place that makes you feel peaceful or makes you uh, have a feeling of relax or causes your bodies and your senses and your entire essence that is you, your soul. I would say to relax when you go to Africa because to travel to a place like Africa from America. And of course, we stay in Texas. Texas is a very um, easy place to live compared in relation to other places to live. And maybe some people listen to the podcast and say, little, little, little brother, um, Texas ain't easy. I'm homeless right now. Or, uh, you know, Texas ain't easy. My bill can't be paid right now because if you're homeless, I doubt you have a cell phone. Although I have seen homeless people with touch screens. And I'm wondering, nigga, if you can't touch a toilet, how is you touch on a phone? Anyway, um, but it is very true, um, that I, that the country has been, uh, exploited, um, or that the continent of Africa has been ex- exploited, um, and the countries thereof have been exploited. Um, and It is very, very true. However, if it's affecting your whole body, then it got to be something about that that continent that you like. It has to be something about that soil that you like, nigga. It's some a white man. It's some cracker ass cracker, like Charlotte Banks. God say it is something, something uh, that draws you to that place. And how you can be so ignorant and blind not to see that, not to see the richness of the land simply based off of your feelings. Let's not talk about the gold that can be found there. Let's not talk about the oil that is ravelous from there. Let's not talk about the diamonds that come from there. Let's not talk about that. Let's simply talk about the feeling that you get when you step off the the uh, the plane in Africa. You get a very relaxing feeling. And so I thought that was fascinating because here he is talking about this and he's just talking to me about, you know, different things about the Obama presidency uh, versus the current, um, you know, presidency that's, that's in our office. Um, here he is, you know, bad Obama and all the things that Obama is doing and talking about how Trump is trying to do this and how Trump is trying to do that. And I'm thinking as as a, as a lawyer, I mean, as a, as a doctor, hell, he might not even get the benefits of Trump. Trump's tax plan now that shows you how uneducated and how ignorant I am in that field of what his tax bracket um, you know uh, gets or garners in in forms of uh, discounts for lack of a better word or, or tax breaks as they call it ain't nothing but discount. ain't nothing but the white man hookup. let me say something black people talk all the time about having a hookup and, and we talk bad about each other because we say black people always look for the hookup I'm, I'm not one To really talk down on black people for a certain way that we think because I understand that our ways of thinking uh, simply root in every case um, to how we were oppressed and to how we were brought into this country and to how we've been looked at uh, for a very, very long time around this world. Um, And so, but black people have a tendency to say, you know, uh, black people this and black people that. And I, I just don't. I, I just, I, I just, I just, I just, I just don't. Um, but yes, black people have been oppressed in this country, and, and black people have been been stolen from. Our culture has been been taken, um, and and that's all uh, part for the course at this point. I mean, it's all kind of expected. But I thought that was fascinating how this doctor, um, who is caring for a black man. Uh, felt so strongly about predominantly black countries and how they would uh die for the opportunity to come here um that mind you that some of his friends have actually retired into Africa I'm confused on exactly why people want to come to America I think about it this way um we're accustomed to American Uh, beliefs and American um, technology and things like that because that's what we've grown up on. And if we were in Africa and we were all making the same technology and the same you know, uh, way of life, then then wouldn't we want to stay in Africa too? Hell, I would. Shit. Uh, Dave Chappelle went to Africa. He ain't complained one time. Uh, I didn't hear him complain when he came back. So, I think there's a balance um, in everything. You know, I like to say um, that you, you got to balance the good in you with with the bad in you. Um, Romans 7 said, uh, Paul said, I think it was Paul. He said, listen, it's not me who does the things that i hate but it's the sin inside of me that does the things that i hate And so i think in everybody no matter what what belief you are there's there's a tug of war There there's the fight between good and evil between right and wrong i mean you know right and yet you choose to do wrong anyway because there's a fight there's a fight in, inside of all of us and i think that fight or, or that balance is also found in the world there's places that are very technolog- techn- technological um have very um very high senses of technology. Lord have mercy. I got to read more. Jesus Christ, what a dictionary is I got to get these words down. You hear me? I got to sound this stuff out. Where is Rosetta Rosetta Stone for the English? Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I do think that, and, and I think, that in this world, there has to be places that are like Africa, or like some parts of Africa, I should say, or like some parts of America that are very rural and very centered around family and um, growing things and, gathering your food the natural way i mean alaska um is one of them in order i mean come on now i mean you know they hunting moose and trade and stuff and a lot of people don't even have a job they just go out every morning and they you know scavenge for stuff and they make stuff and they do stuff and you know that's how they make their money so there's a balance you know that should take place in the world and, and i think the doctors are absolutely false Um, When he says that, you know, all those in Africa would want to move America, if could be, because it's not true. People move to Africa uh, from America and from other parts of the world. People travel and 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 make destinations in Africa. Uh, I find it so amazing that these people talk so badly about the countries that they go and visit. Uh, when it when it comes to Africa, um, now I know that there are other parts of the world, Japan, Saudi Arabia, um, you know, South Korea, all those kind of places, and I understand that I may have some listeners from those kind places, but this is a pro-black show, um, and uh, y'all can get your you know own attention somewhere else. I'm just kidding. That is the mentality that shapes uh this world, um, in in the movie Black Panther which is why and we're about to end which is why i started uh this movie um or i started this podcast with with the intro uh from from black panther uh with the song from that soundtrack because um i think that we have we are turning into the very oppressors that we talked about years and years ago uh as black people and i think that all people have a tendency to do this i think that it happens over time Uh, the Jewish community was put down for a very, very long time. Uh, and now their community has almost shut the doors to allowing anyone else into their businesses and their homes and their marriages and, and whatever else you want to say. Um, and, and black people, I think we have to be careful not to turn into the very, uh, crack ass crackers, uh, that Chris Rock talked about in his videos, I mean, in his stand up, simply because, um, we're trying to, to, to win back our, our blackness, our, our blackhood, our, our founding fathers, our motherland. Um, and so within that, I think we have to be careful not to shun the rest of the world out. And I think black culture, for the most part, does a hell of a job at doing that. I really do. I think um, we do a fantastic job at including those who don't look like us into our culture, and into our lives, as far as our families, where, where we eat and where we go, dress, and, and I mean where we shop, and, and what function we go to, we have a very high tolerance for others, and, and I love that. And I just want to caution the people who are saying, you know, it just got to be black, 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 no white, no white, no white, no white, bad whitey, bad whitey, bad whitey, bad whitey. um, or bad Asian or bad whoever. I will caution you to 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 uh, remember what the um and like I said the founding fathers and others of this country stood for um they stood for their people and their people alone um and and it and its look how far that mentality has taken them into into a dark dark tragic place that white america has come to is that believing hell now they don't they don't even um really worry about claiming where they're from uh i mean the scottish do you know every every now and again you got somebody who's proud to be scotland or whatever scottish oh, uh, i yawn but well, this is a podcast gonna be very real you understand what i'm saying but however um that that that's something that, that we have to be careful of. Uh, we have to be uh, mindful of that we don't shut out other communities simply because they have shut us out. They have shut us out in the past. I want to remind you, lastly, before I go, um, don't forget that Martin Luther King uh, always had somebody a little lighter than him uh, around. Um, because they were supporters, he didn't want to, um, you know, ostracize them or shut them out or segregate them to just being able to support, uh, white causes. He wanted to allow them to be able to support black causes. And I think black people should also go out and, and support white causes as well. Um, I think white causes sometimes directly affect the black community and because they are white causes so to speak uh quote unquote white causes or white agendas we believe that they don't affect us or we shouldn't support them uh or get involved with them in any capacity even to shut them down if they are not uh good for the black community and i I think that's a uh, real problem dave chappelle was a great uh is a great comedian i bring him up because he has this whole pro-black and just understanding and just love and hey it you know i don't have to like what you do in order to like you you don't have to uh like what i do in order to like me um but dave chappelle uh um so eloquently um brings up in his his stand up this similarity between white people and black people and and he recent or i don't know if it was recently but he recently stood up at a at a uh, I guess a council meeting in his hometown of yellowstone or something like that you can look it up on youtube uh and i can play it as well um i can uh introduce you to um but anyway he, he stood up and uh he gave uh basically a a, a speech about um how uh, you know uh they should be more um they should take their time and really do their research and really investigate the new uh candidates for police chief chief in that town he said, you know, you have an opportunity to do something great or you have an opportunity to squander it. Yellow, uh, Whatever city he lives in had a very rich history, I guess, of being a great town, very small. And uh, it looked like all white people was in this room. Uh, it was uh, They were in a little gym. They had a little podium. They were sitting down, older white people. Um, and, and he was just up there talking. And there he was involved in something that could be considered a, wh- a white agenda because it's probably predominantly white people in that town um and here he is giving his two cents not as a a famous person but just as somebody who lives in that community and uh i really enjoy his take on it um I, I don't know what happens in his community i don't know how his community hell i don't even know what the the local black church looks like in his community i'm sure he got a big old cross on or something <laughs> all black churches have a big old cross um but that's important too i hate to uh see pictures where jesus is on the cross because he ain't on the cross no more so we'll stop highlighting that fact i mean the fact is that he did die on the cross um but he ain't on there anymore however uh dave chappelle was ingratiating himself or ingratiating himself into this community i understand that he does for a very he has for a very long time because he's talked about it in several interviews um his hometown he he doesn't uh shy away from it he says he still lives there and still has a home there and i'm sure he lives in other places with because he's a comedian and he does a lot of things in entertainment shout out to dave chappelle man i'm trying to get to that level, get on that level, get on his level, hey, get on his level, get on his level. Um, who is the best comedian in today's time? I want to know that because I'm a comedian, man. So, so tell me about it. Let's let's talk about it. Who is the best comedian of today's time? Some people say Richard Pryor because Richard Pryor was ahead of his time. You know what? I'm not in that mindset of thinking. You know, I think greatness can be in our very time. It's like I look at the uh, relationship between Michael Jordan and and LeBron James, not their personal relationship, because I don't know their personal, personal relationship. Um, what I do know is that everyone likes to compare Michael Jordan to LeBron James, and they say uh, oh, Michael Jordan was ahead of his time, so therefore he is the greatest. I'm not too too sure about that. I think LeBron is ahead of his time, but I won't give him the crown as being the greatest to ever live because of it is it either. I will give LeBron the title of being the greatest to ever live because of what he does on and Nobody ever wants to talk about this part. Nobody ever wants to mention this part. Everyone says just on the court, but off the court as well. I think what LeBron just do, LeBron James does on and off the court factors into him being the greatest player to ever live. You're exactly right. I said it. And I said it because of this. Muhammad Ali uh, probably is still the best boxer of all time. It isn't because he never lost a finals, per se, like Michael Jordan, as far as, like, losing his championship. Yeah, he lost his championship, okay? He got whooped, okay? So, like, everybody else, okay? However, however, in Muhammad Ali's case, however, he lost some finals, okay? In LeBron James' case, he lost some finals. People like to bring that up. However, Michael Jordan went, you know what, I'm not even going to do that. Let's stick to topics. I'm not even going to go back on how... Michael Jordan couldn't even get past the first round, okay? Um, But uh, I think Michael Jordan has missed some opportunities um, to really uh, fight the wars that he's deemed necessary to fight. And if he hasn't deemed any... If if nothing's been worthy enough... In his mind to fight for over the course of his career, uh, both professionally as a basketball player and post uh, uh, NBA player career has moved him enough to take a stand on, then absolutely he's been misguided and and he's he's probably regretted a lot of. Uh, A few times where he's not taking a stand. But LeBron James has no problem with taking a stand. And you want to argue with me that he's not the greatest basketball player on the court. Well, yeah, he is because of what he does off the court. Because what he's doing is he's showing those that will come after him, those young men that will come after him and young women that will come after him, playing in all sports across the field. Hey, listen, you do have an obligation to be a role model when you blow up. You do have an obligation to watch what you say. You do have an obligation to be in tune with the society that you benefit, off of. You absolutely, we all do have an obligation to make this society a better place. Why? Because we are all part of the human race. I know we don't like to talk about the human race a lot. We like to talk about the black race, the white race, the Asian race. But we are all part of one race, God's creation. Now, I do study... Uh, or have studied other religions, and I know one thing that is, that is um, a pretty uh, more often than not a simple, centralized um, you know, inv- uh, thought is that listen, God created, you know, uh, all people uh, to thrive, and you know, when we don't do what God says we should do, then, you know, we don't thrive, you know, probably like we should be thriving um however um i believe that it is very important uh for our um greatest to ever live our goats um to take stands politically uh environmentally uh socially you know, in whatever way they choose. Uh, I mean, what's the use of getting that platform and not using it? I mean, think about it. We elevate, um, in my community, the preachers um, to a very, very high level, which we shouldn't, but we do. And so when we do that, we expect what? We expect for them to talk about some issues. We expect for them to give us some ideas about some issues. We expect for them to study and then to give us a great product on Sunday morning or Wednesday nights or whenever you go, right? You expect for somebody to give you... Uh, um that perception so why don't we expect the greatest to ever live uh to give us that as well and so that is the reason why michael Jordan will never be uh the greatest player of all time in my book and uh not to mention lebron james uh stats or better Uh i don't care about championships because championships are um a collective thing okay uh if lebron listen i'm gonna say this because if lebron james had a scotty pippen LeBron James would have eight rings by now. You understand what I'm saying? LeBron took the team to the finals. He lost, but at least he took them there that shouldn't have been there. Michael Jordan's team, when they got to the finals the first time, everybody said, oh yeah, they should be there. By the time they got there. So I don't want to hear anything and, and after they left, uh, years later, everybody said, oh yeah, oh yeah, I mean, they were the best team, they were the best team. Listen, hey, Nobody says that about LeBron James Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, I'm good, man. My name is uh LJ Davis. I am the comedian church. Uh, holla at me. I'm trying to get on, I'm trying to get uh these auditioning roles. Y'all gotta excuse my voice, man. I'll try to do my podcast maybe later in the day. Uh, maybe my voice will sound different. Maybe it won't. It's early in the morning, uh, where I am. I hope everybody has a great day, man. Um, salute to you, man. Remember, listen. Life ain't about how you feel. it's only about what's real. Life ain't about how you feel. It's only about what's real. I know we feel um like we're nothing sometimes. Sometimes we feel like we can do a better job or sometimes we feel like we're just not worthy enough or sometimes we feel like we have low self-esteem but that ain't facts facts is god created you to be the person that you are he put him he put your personality inside of you put your gift inside of you use that gift to the best of your ability it may be working in a daycare center and teaching them two-year-old how to stay inside the damn lines but if that's your gift and that's your ability then do that ability and i promise you once you put that 10,000 hour into perfecting that craft like steve harvey said Um, then that will manifest itself into an income that you can go on the money from and do what you love to do. We have to stop thinking small. We have to stop thinking that, listen, if everybody becomes an artist or if everybody becomes a creator, then there'll be no workers. Fuck that. So what? Let's build machines to do the work for us, damn it. And let's have a community. And I do mean an entire community filled with whites, Asians, Latinos, blacks, everybody. And I mentioned Black's Last because we have invented, we have been the creators of so many things. Y'all don't even know that the same guy who invented peanut butter helped Henry Ford build a damn Henry Ford. Jesus Christ. So, life ain't about what you feel or how you feel. It's about what's real. What's real, what you feel is you're not a great mother you picked the wrong dude. You ain't doing the best you're supposed to do. You're not the best father. You work a lot. That's what you feel you're not being. But what's real is you're doing everything that you need to do in order to allow your fa- family to thrive and survive. So keep doing what you do. Boo boo. Yes, honey. Yes. You the shit's nickel. Okay? And yeah, bro, bro. You that nigga. Or yeah, bro. You that brother. Yes, sir, you are that guy. You take care of your business, you handle what you do, and you live life accordingly. Salute to Charlemagne the guy, and the whole Breakfast Club crew, man. They really inspired me to get my voice active, and, uh, man, I salute them for that. But salute to everybody, Uh, Steve Harvey, man, my mom. she stopped messing with you when you went ball. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. She ain't been back. Well, you ain't had no show. She don't really talk about you no more. She used to talk about your suits all the time. You slim the suits down. I heard your wife say stop. You know wearing them so big and everything. But my mom used to have me in them oversized suits, bro. All right, ma'am. I let y'all. I mentioned uh, those people at the end because they are successful. They are black and they are doing. It. You understand? Miss me with that bullshit. You're not a human being. you a tourist. Dropped in the heaven straight from Wakanda. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. What up man, it is your boy neighborhood Nip Hustle right there with last time that I checked. Um our next podcast will be about none other than Monique. The famous comedian, she did win an Academy Award for the movie Precious. You know her from the hit show back in the day when all the other black great shows that showed us in a positive light were on TV. Like such as the Martin's, Jamie Foxx show, First Prince of Bel-Air, Family Matters, stuff like that. Her show was on during that same time called The Parkers. Monique says that we should boycott Netflix because they offered her $500,000. Now, I'm rocking with Monique. On the fact that that offer was low. Well, I'm now rocking with her on a bunch of other things that we'll discuss on the next podcast. But recently she did do an interview on The Breakfast Club where Charlamagne the God asked her, What happened after you made the counter offer to Netflix? <laughs> disrespectful in that interview to Leonard, also known as Charlamagne the guy. Hey, man, y'all check out my next podcast. Follow me on social media. I am Team Morning Mard on Instagram because my face is for TV. My voice is for radio. I'll let you. <laughs> Monique say she better than all y'all. She say Netflix on that profile. They sleeping on her. I'll let me in the next show make sure you comment, send me some messages tell me what you want to talk about, what we want to hear about This one of, I want this to be an interactive podcast Where my women that fellas where my bros at is it still bef- bros before hoes or hoes before bros now I don't know hey, and don't forget send me some messages let's talk about what you want to talk about alright, bye